A wise distribution of means. Church members are to contribute cheerfully toward the support of the ministry. They should practice self-denial and economy that they may come behind no good gift. We are pilgrims and strangers seeking a better country, and every soul should make a covenant with God by sacrifice. The time for saving souls is short, and whatever is not needed in supplying positive necessities should be brought as a thank offering to God. And it is the duty of those who labor in word and doctrine to show an equal self-sacrifice. A solemn responsibility rests upon those who receive the liberal donations of the Church and administer the means in God's treasury. They are to study carefully the providences of God, that they may discern where there is the greatest necessity. They are to be co-laborers with Christ in establishing His kingdom on the earth, in harmony with the prayer of the Savior, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Matthew 6.10 The work all over the world is to receive consideration. New fields are to be entered. Let our brethren remember that much means and much hard labor are required to carry forward the work in new fields. In planning for the cause in foreign countries, the difficulties to be met there are to be considered, and willing support must be given to the workers. Those at the heart of the cause are to examine closely into the needs of the different fields, for they are God's stewards set for the extension of the truth in all parts of the world. They are inexcusable if they remain in ignorance regarding the needs of the work. They are to know the advantages and difficulties of each field, and then with a spirit of unselfish interest, they are to work for the advancement of the cause as a whole. When those who are to appropriate to the needs of the Lord's work the means in his treasury have unselfishly tried to gain a right understanding of the situation, they should come to the mercy seat asking for clear intuition and heavenly wisdom that they may see the necessities of the far-off countries as well as those nearby. Never will they seek the Lord in vain. As they ask Him to help them to advance the work in regions beyond, they will receive grace from on high. An unselfish equality is to be shown in dealing with the working forces in home and foreign lands. More and more, we must realize that the means which is brought to the Lord's treasury in the tithes and gifts of our people should be used for the support of the work, not only at home, but in foreign fields. Those living in places where the work has long been established should bind about their supposed wants so that the work in new fields may go forward. In the institutions that have been long established, there is sometimes a desire to grasp more and still more advantages. But the Lord declares that this should not be. The money in this treasury is to be used in building up the work all over the world. Those places in the Lord's vineyard where little or nothing has been done call upon the places in which institutions are already established to understand the situation. Let the men in those fields which by God's appointment have already been largely worked and where the cause is strongly established curtail their ambition to branch out. Let them not think of the great things they would like to do and continue to add to their facilities while other parts of the vineyard are destitute. It is selfish ambition that leads men to call for more for a field already possessing ample facilities, while missionary fields are in need. If the Lord favors the work in some countries above that in other countries, it is that there may be revealed a spirit of true liberality, 
a desire to assist those who greatly need help in order to find a standing place and to give character to the work. The Lord is no respecter of persons or of places. His work is one great whole. His truth is to be proclaimed to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. And as new fields are entered and people accept the truth, houses of worship and schoolhouses are to be erected and other needed facilities supplied. Printing presses are to be set in operation in many parts of the world. The Lord's work in new territories is to be carried forward to a successful accomplishment, and God's plans must be followed, not the inclinations of those who would gather into the section over which they have supervision, every possible advantage, while the utter destitution of other parts of the Lord's vineyard is forgotten. In some conferences, it has been considered commendable to save up means and to show a large surplus in the treasury. But in this, God has not been honored. It would have been better if the money thus laid by had been wisely expended in supporting diligent, efficient laborers and needy fields. In their efforts to economize, our brethren should be careful lest they restrict the investment of means where wise investment is needed. In establishing schools and sanitariums, Enough land should be purchased to provide for the carrying out of the plans that the Lord has outlined for these institutions. Provision should be made for the raising of fruit and vegetables, and wherever possible, sufficient land should be secured so that others may not erect, near their institution, buildings of an objectionable character. Sometimes when a work has been brought to a certain stage of development, and those who have labored earnestly in its behalf have called for further needed help, they have been repulsed and have not been given the advantages that would have made their work effective. This has brought discouragement to the hearts and has hindered the cause of God. Those who have been fearful of undertaking work in the great cities because it means earnest labor in the investment of means need to understand the magnitude of the gift that the Lord made in giving His Son to save the world. Our cities may be worked if men will trust in God and labor earnestly and unselfishly.